0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily,
1: Armor All, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The following is a production of Dirt Mode Media. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, Speed Street, the Speed Street podcast. A whole new era of the podcast. Uh, I am uh, I am Connor Daly, as you might know. Um, we have so much to talk about. We have so much that has happened between. Uh, I think this is the most that has ever happened in between episodes. Um, we have a, a a a new friend, a new friend on the street, uh, the Speed Street that is. Uh, a new co-host of the show, a, uh, a great personality of the sport. Let's get to that before anything else. Um, Chase Holden is here, Garage Guy Chase, on the internet, as some of you may know. I have known this man for, for only a couple years now, but have very much respected what he has done getting into the motor racing world, uh, the personality that he has, the voice that he has. Um and Chase, I think, will be a great addition to this program. So Chase, uh, I, I actually, first of all, a lot of wonderful support on the Twitter sphere, uh, for for you announcing that you were on the show. Um, so yeah, w- welcome to those new listeners, maybe, uh, that that are supporters of you that are maybe now uh, listeners of the Speed Street podcast. Absolutely, but dude, thanks
0: so much, thanks so much, and yeah, I, I hope we have a ton. Of, of folks out there that are that are new listeners, new subscribers today to Speed Street Podcast, uh, it's it's exciting, man. I'm glad to be able to link up with you here on Speed Street. Get to do this program with you. I've uh, been able to check out how the how, how the show has went, how it's gone, and uh, it's exciting to to enter this new arena of uh, of of all motorsports, really specifically looking at IndyCar with you, and just getting to. Just just kind of shoot the shit with you a little bit, man. It's going to be fun. We do that a ton. Uh, Whatever we do, see each other, and uh, so now getting to do that on a weekly basis,
1: it, it, it's going to be shenanigan city. I, I I can feel it. Absolutely, yeah. We're trying to deliver uh, all the you know all the right all the right you know news and and our opinions on said news because there's a lot of things that you know we've sat at my house and we've talked about. We have a, a great passion for this sport. What we what we like is motorsport. And where we want to see it is on the moon. We want to see it go to the moon, uh, and 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 that's that's what we're trying to do. So I I, I can't wait. Uh, appreciate you uh, offering up your time, uh, and and your studio, which I love. This is a there's a nice. already great great video backgrounds here. Uh, we respect it. We respect it. And uh, so yeah, so let's get right into it. I we have a lot to talk about. I mean, as I said, this might be a longer episode because we also. Uh, do have a great interview that Chase was not there for yet because this has all literally happened in a few days. But Jacob Abel, a great young uh, Indy NXT driver. Uh, his dad owns an Indy 500 entry as well, Abel Motorsports. Uh, honestly, I think you'll really, really like this interview. I think a lot of people like the Lindsey Brewer interview, which we did, kind of focusing on the the young uh, young blood in the sport. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to hear that. We'll get to that after a lot of uh, a lot of news that we've got to talk about. Um, and, uh, also I-, I think this is a quite a funny note. If you did happen to watch the episode on YouTube, uh, last week, somehow there was 30 minutes of just black screen, just nothing. So I, I, We apologize for that. I text Bobby. I was like, Oh man, I didn't actually realize this happened. So, uh, you know what? We had some, uh, we had some, we had an issue there, but it, the whole episode was still there. So if you happen to somehow sit through 30 minutes of just plain black screen, you know what? credit to you you give yourself a a, a little award um so yeah so we will we will we'll get on top of that this week um first of all i was racing over the weekend and by that i mean i wasn't uh nitro cross was in calgary uh it was supposed to be an ice race a snow race and i wanted to let people know because like the social updates were kind of weird and it felt really bad a lot of great, incredible race fans were out there. Uh, and I had never been to the Calgary area before. I thought it was um, always supposed to be snowy there. Turns out when we got there, it was like 55 degrees. Hard to build an ice track outside uh, when those temperatures are apparently above freezing. Uh, so uh, basically, it just didn't work. We the, the, the track is built on the Calgary Stampede, like horse racing track. So the dirt is very sacred up there as well. So we can't get through the ice and into the dirt. Uh, and obviously, we drive with big spikes on the tires for for these Nitro Cross cars. So essentially, the, the event was supposed to be Friday, Saturday. It then got pushed to one event on Sunday, but it didn't get cold and snowy until Saturday night. Literally Saturday night, it finally got below freezing. Uh, it started snowing. It was snowing like crazy on Sunday. But snow is not enough for this event. So to get this out of the way uh we we want to thank anyone who uh who came to to that event it was it was very awesome to see so many people it seemed like it was gonna be fun i got to do like a total of three laps that's about it uh, a couple jumps um and some donuts at the end which i found out donuts with spike tires very difficult they have a lot of grip so i, I was a little bit confused about that um and that's so, interesting. Yeah, we did not get i, to, I know I would have thought donuts are great at any time with a thousand horsepower, but if you have like giant, you know, three inch spikes that are metal coming out of your tires, apparently donuts are way more difficult. So you need
0: to find a way to make like miniature blades on like hockey shoes, you know, you yes. like get that. If you get that, dude, that's like perfection. That's Cyclone City. That's yes. what you
1: want when you're yeah, out we there. Needed, we needed that because there were that we, all, all we were doing was putting on a show. So I uh, tried to get...
0: And I was thinking, because like I was, uh, we were talking, I was just like, how did it go? And you were like, we didn't get to, he's like, oh, I jumped a ramp, did some donuts and and we had to get out of there. And I'm just thinking like, that sounds like a good day because (laughs) if I'm down here, I'm in, you know, in the great state of Louisiana down here uh, in New Orleans area, if I'm just at the grocery store and I tell somebody what I did today, I was like, yeah, I jumped a ramp, you know, did some donuts and and I left. They're going to be like, you know, what laws did you break? Like like that's where that comes from. (laughs)
1: Exactly. So, so, no laws were broken. Um, uh, had a great time with Travis Pastrana, though, again. Poor guy is still recovering from his, uh, he got a new knee. So, he wasn't going to race, but he was basically director of the party. Uh, so, got to enjoy some some times with him. Um, but, yeah, sorry to anyone who was expecting racing news, uh, but we didn't race at all. So, uh, I hope that this means that the team, Dryer Bowl. Uh, which, oh, look, driving in the Indy 500 for them as well. Uh, I hope they will have me back in the Las Vegas round, which is uh, March 1st and 2nd, I think. We'll see. We're going to try to sell that, maybe get some sponsorship for it. We'll see. Uh, but the final round of the Nitro Cross Series is in uh, Las Vegas, March 1st and 2nd. And uh, and yeah, dry ramble racing. Oh, look, fun segue. <laughs> Literally the day we recorded last week's episode, I had the press release for the Indy 500 announcement, and I asked the team, I was like, can I talk about it on the show or like and it was just one day too late the announcement was so uh, we were yeah. not able to uh, reveal the full information yet. Obviously, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you understand that I've been saying, hey, there's an announcement coming. We got some exciting things happening. Um, so, you know, want to get into it a little bit. Dennis Reimbold called me a year ago, essentially even two years ago um, while I was contracted with my previous employer. He's like, hey. Just let me know when we can do something because he wanted to have me there, and uh, and and I gotta respect him because one of the first things that Dennis said to me this offseason, obviously my life essentially collapsed into a million pieces of most of last year, uh, but Dennis calls me said, "Hey, don't need a sponsor, don't care about anything else. All I want to do is have the best chance at winning the Indy 500. So I want to have you and Ryan and Ray." And I said, "Well, that's great. I mean, if you if you are a part of a team that is only focused on winning." You don't need to come with a giant bag of cash. You don't have to come with all the bells and whistles. It's like, we just want to win the race. We're going to do anything we want. So we want the best guys to do it. That's how you're supposed. That's how Roger Penske goes motor racing. That's how Chip Ganassi goes motor racing with at least two of his cars. Um, So, you know, there's, that's how Andretti is focused on it, right? This year, they're like, we're going to pay our guys. We're going to get Kyle Kirkwood. We're going to get Colton Herta, Marcus Erickson. Those are the dogs. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to, we're going to pay those guys. Um, so, so uh, it's, it, it's, 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 it's obviously, you know, I would love to be full-time in IndyCar. That's not possible, right? We, we can't go racing in IndyCar without the sponsorship. We, we, we that's kind of crumbled around us. It seems, uh, we still are working on a lot for the future, but obviously you don't, you know, that hasn't happened in time for anything yet, but to have an owner. Anything
0: can change. I, I, anything can I, I change. I say that anytime, anything can change. You get out there on, on one of the greatest ovals in the world okay you get out there you do your thing i remember the first time i watched you get down uh it was my first indy 500 actually it was like oh. 2021 yeah you were getting down out there air force ride you were leading the laps crowd went wild look <laughs> it's, it's, it's the playground all right
1: you just go exactly. hard in the
0: paint baby hard in yeah the paint. so
1: yeah exactly so we and we still got plenty of weeks to sell you know sell for the 500 sell for other things as well so you know i i want to say to everyone who listened to the show we, we appreciate the support uh both Ryan and I are, are you know, we were, we're pumped. Ryan and I have talked. Obviously, there was a lot of, uh, there was some tension between Ryan and I last year, but he's also the only person who suffered as much as I did because we had to drive the same car. And he says it to many people and will say it to me that, the greatest thing that I can have happen in my career, and again, this will never be like a public thing, but Ryan will be like, yeah, Connor wasn't the problem there. And I'm like, well, you know what? As long as he tells the people inside the sport and other people like that, that makes me feel better because that's Good just man. the truth of it, sadly. Um, so he can he, it's the, uh, you know, it's it's the it's the tour of 2024. We're all, you know, we're teammates now. We're happy to be in uh, the Dry Rhyme Bowl racing team with Don Cusick. Don Cusick obviously is part of this as well, the Cusick Motorsports Group. So uh, appreciate Don's support of the team. That's a really helpful element uh, to our program and Don obviously supported Stefan Wilson obviously last year. Uh, we obviously hope that Stefan finds uh, something in the future as well. I think Don is still going to get behind him uh, any way he can, but this is a great chance. I, I think already going to the shop, I-, I I see what's going on there. I mean, I've been going to this IndyCar shop since December, so I, I signed my contract in December and here we are in February talking about it, so it's it's uh, it's been a long time coming, uh, and so yeah, we're we're uh, we're going Indy 500 racing. So that's very that. exciting.
0: It, it's always exciting, and I, I can't wait to get out there myself. Uh, I've only been to like I said the one. I'm ready to get back to another one. I heard a lot of news that was coming out today, though. Like, there was some stuff that was talked about on Tuesday. Um, that it dropped over on X. Uh, some people were talking about some changes possibly in the IndyCar season. There's some things that have been served up. Right now, uh, that, that maybe some speculation, maybe some could, things to consider uh, when, it, when it comes to, uh, I believe, IndyCar and uh, having uh, uh, specified places for teams and drivers in the Indy 500. <laughs> maybe that's the best way to say
1: it. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't going to get into that yet, but that I'm just is exactly. No, that's exactly where we need to go because we're talking Indy 500. And this is the dumbest thing ever. Like I, I tweeted that the Andretti, the statement to the Andretti Formula one team about them not being able to be competitive, so we don't want them, was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. That's it was in the top five of dumbest things I've ever heard. I think we're moving this potential thing into also the top five of the dumbest things ever. Guaranteeing spots for the Indy Five Hundred. I, I literally did an interview with Dave Calabro today at the at the Dry Rumble shop, and he asked me a brief question about. It. I said you know what let's wait another 100 years before we start talking about that you know the 500 has been around for over 100 years let's just keep going another 100 years you guys can talk about it we'll all be dead by then so uh i don't want to hear about this i I think it's you know the, the there's only a few people who this benefit and those people are you know responsible for obviously putting cars out on the racetrack but these people, and, and I, 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 I think we're going to have Mike Shank on the show in a couple weeks, and I, I'd love to ask him his opinion on this because he is again one of the people that uh, you know is is responsible for putting cars out on the track. Now, again, most of our sponsorship let's let's try to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Most of our sponsorship for our seasons purely is based on the Indy Five Hundred because that's the one that people watch. Sadly, no one else watches the rest of the season. In reality. <laughs> We're trying to get more, right? We want to get above that million-dollar million number, million-people number every race. Um, but but the, the, the whole selling point of our series is the Indy 500. Now, if you go to any major sponsor that are on any of our cars for the Indy 500, everything is based around making that race, being a part of the biggest race in the world, the largest single-day sporting event in the world. Yes, that is devastating if you do not make the race. But United Reynolds didn't make the race last year. They're back. You know what I mean? Like people kind of keep going back to saying like, oh, well, certain sponsors have come back for sure. You know, Will Power almost didn't make it in the Verizon car and, you know, Marco Andretti and, and all this like, the, you know, the years of Ryan hunter Ray when he didn't make it but had to get in with DHL. And, it, you know, there's all kinds of ways you can, you can play this. But the Indy 500 has to be the Indy 500. And the Indy 500 is... Qualify to make the race. It's the fastest thirty-three. It doesn't matter who it is. You you know, part of the reason you know there used to be sixty cars qualifying for the Indy Five Hundred. We don't have that anymore. Imagine if there were still sixty cars trying to qualify. Then you'd have even more owners that are like, "Oh no, like we're going to get our egos hurt if we don't make it." It's like, well, then be better. I'm sorry, like that. That's what pushes everyone to make the race. You have to be the best that you can be. If you didn't make it, like the Rayall team last year then they better do a ton of work because they have more resources than the Able Motorsports team. They have more resources than the Dry Ramble racing team. They have more resources than a lot of teams, and it's on them for not making it. And 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 again, I drove for this team. I love the rail folks, but like, this is me being a race fan. This is someone who supports IndyCar. Um, this is, again, something that probably 10 people are for, maybe 12, and you've got every single fan on the internet that is completely against this. I've never seen... Two most unilateral. You know what we can do to unify the country? We can ban Andretti from F one and talk about Indy five hundred guaranteed entries. I've never seen more unilateral support for anything in my life than hating FIA and F one and hating the fact that people want to talk about guaranteed entries.
0: That's the big thing for me too, man. Like that's what I'm (laughs) seeing. Is like you know you've got you've got a race here that is you know there's a lot of races throughout the season that you know you keep it that way that's fine but it's like you know you got your big boys like the indy 500 the daytona 500 even the daytona 500 you got to qualify in it i mean it's easier to do on that side I and get there's that. a charter
1: system understand yeah. you can say that but like but like i was a non-charter car last year and like i was not fighting with other charter cars to get in you know what i mean like that's what a so time th- but that's a different i i don't think you can that's not the same thing like the Indy 500, I'm sorry, it's bigger and it's more important and it's better. Like it that, is, it's just what it is. Like that's just that's just science. That's like in in a book, like on the Ten Commandments or something. But it's it's I, true. I so I I just I have a big problem with it. Um, and I, I I'm I'm very curious to see where this goes. I really am because obviously I think this year we're already going to have 34, 35 entrants again, and and that just means that there are teams worried now again what i think it has to what you know if here's the thing if last year it's just able motorsport and uh dry rainbow or or the teams that just show up uh you know extra cars like if it's just those teams that are battling for it then everyone's like oh this is great but the most awesome thing about the indy 500 is there's always a team that shows up behind and you cannot redesign re-engineer the wheel in two weeks or just a week of practice, if your cars are slow, that means you have a philosophy within your construction of the vehicle, within whatever engineering science that you've got, that no matter what Ray Hall did, they never found any speed in those cars. So, you know, there's going to be a team that shows up like that. So, I, I, for me, I hope that nothing changes. I hope that it's, hey, the fastest 33. I completely agree with the fans on this one. We're, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a man of the people myself. I, I try to understand, and I know Roger Penske's a businessman, right? Big business. And I know he doesn't ever want to see one of his cars. Not in that race. But he was, at one point, there was a Penske car that didn't make a race. Like, and that was a That's huge what makes story. it beautiful, though. Exactly. That's what makes it beautiful. It makes Sports center then. Like, think of it like this. Yes, that might be tough. But the Graham Rahal story of not making the race was one of the biggest things that I saw on the internet. You lose all of that. It, honestly, if if you're if if there's not if there's guaranteed spots of in the Indy 500, don't call it the Indy 500 anymore. I'm yeah. sorry, you you can't do it. You have to call it the uh, Welcome to the Indy Memorial Day Special. Like it's
0: uh, the Indy Oval on the schedule.
1: Yeah, like I I, I, I believe <laughs> you lose you lose the 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 authenticity of what the Indy 500 is by by just entity. saying, hey, you know what? We're gonna have 26 spots that are for sure. Doesn't matter if they're the slowest people ever, because then what are those guys? If they're really slow in qualifying, they probably don't even go out. They're like, yeah, we're, we know we're not going to be on the pole, so we're not going to qualify. Because if teams are that into saving money, they're not going to qualify. They're just going to be like, yeah. hey, we're not we're not fast enough to make the pole, so we're just not even going to run. We're going to fo- we're going to save our tires. We're going to focus on race stuff. That's how it is going to work. I know motorsport with every fiber in my soul. So that's how competition that's, that's, works. That's how yeah exactly. So that <laughs> that's how I feel about it. I, I it makes um, you know I'm sure we'll have there's going to be plenty of people high up in the IndyCar offices and in IMS offices who I'm sure are like well you know if we want to keep our business strong you know we got to protect the people that invest a lot into the series I'm like well look all of those owners I mean I, I, I respect them because we appreciate what they put into it but but you have you, you can't just dumb down the greatest event in the world I'm sorry it just it just makes it less it just makes it less cool it, it puts pressure on six people you know what I mean that's and that, and it doesn't put pressure on anyone when it's qualifying day you want pressure on every single person every single driver because that's, that's what's
0: a, beautiful about it yep that's the way it's supposed to be too <laughs> and, and that and I, I I'll just say too like it's I, I know things cost money I, absolutely I, I understand. You got to pay money for things. You got to make it work. We got to find a way around it. All right? Yeah, yeah. There's a way around <laughs> it. We're going to find it. You won't yeah. have to worry about it anymore. We'll just Let's just do that. Let's do yeah.
1: that. You know what? Let's stick with that. I, I mean, I, yeah, I just... I. I we get I, to work? What, yeah. what
0: are we, we going to do? We're going to make a plan? We're going to draft a game plan? We're yeah,
1: gonna we're going to be paper. better next year. You know what I mean? We're going to be better next year. Like, I, you know... It, it, pull out I, my I, notebook... Yeah, I, I've fought to be in the race before. I have. I, I've, been, I've been on the last row twice. I, I get it. I've been with teams that have been small. We didn't have the speed. But I was prepared that day to do anything in my physical human ability, either die or make the race. Like, that was what I was going to do. And so if you're not willing to do that, if it, if it, if it's a different level of commitment to the actual glory of indy 500 history i just it, it, i i'm very passionate about clearly about this no, so anyway, i mean I get I hope, it. trust me but i, I it, just I, I hope topic you can't oh yeah these the, the owners <laughs> I, I i respect them and, I, and i'm sure people are gonna we hate me for you. saying this big business but that's why i have a platform because we like to talk about the, the, sometimes the truth hurts you know what it, sometimes it the truth hurts people don't like the truth uh uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear no. it. Look,
0: hey, you know who? You know who was okay with the truth though? There's a headline I came across. Kyle Larson forces the uncomfortable in latest IndyCar test. So they're staying on track with the Indy 500. Obviously, yes. You know Kyle Larson. I have an amateur sketch here of Kyle Larson. <laughs> this amateur sketch of Kyle Larson.
1: I like that. Uh, you know, we got for those find who are just him. listening. It is a beautiful image. It is. It's very pretty.
0: It's very detailed. Very nice. <laughs> Very Long beautiful. Long neck
1: on Kyle Larson. Long neck on him.
0: Right. You know he, he look. He's got to be able to see out the halo, dude. Yeah, so, that's true. You know he's going to be running the Indy 500 this year. That's got a lot of NASCAR fans paying attention to what's going on. And there were some tweets that dropped out. So I got I got some stuff. without well, tweets anymore. Some posts on X. Yes, uh, yes. That that were pulled up here. So Elon's I was reading backyard. this one. Yeah. yeah. Elon's backyard where he posts memes when he feels yes. like it. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson jumped in an IndyCar at Phoenix Raceway on Monday to help find its limit. This was off Speed Sport, I believe. He came yeah. close when he was nearly spun out. Quote, I got loose at one point and almost spun out. So that was good to kind of feel the limit there at slower speeds. You want to talk about what that's like and then maybe like make the comparison of coming from Kyle? Like, I know Kyle. Kyle's a good dude, and he's a competitor, and you know that Absolutely. as well. So this is kind of like his first dang dangy that he's had
1: out yeah, here I, in this car. I it's very interesting. I'm 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 very glad we segued into this. This is good. Take the ties there. Off. No there there was a there was a saying back in the day. I remember because um, like I I I was a part of the IndyCar era where we raced at Phoenix in in 2016 and 17. My my rookie year and my second year in the sport and. When we were racing at Phoenix, like, that was one of physically the toughest places. That was an insane race. Our cars were probably a little bit too high down for us to really race well there. It was a tough race to watch. We didn't sell enough tickets. Maybe the marketing wasn't great. But, I really enjoyed driving around Phoenix. I thought it was a fantastic experience. And I'll never forget, like, being flat in Phoenix, like, qualifying. Like, we watched the NASCAR finale there. They are downshift and breaking. We had... Christopher Bell with a brake failure last year. We're flat out in the IndyCar, car in the aero screen era when we had a uh, oh, ton of downforce, and so obviously Kyle's got a little bit less downforce with this car, this package. Um, but there was a saying, like AJ Foyt said or something, that like, oh, if you're good at Phoenix, you're going to be good at Indy for some reason, and I and I don't know why that was, but but I but I had heard that, and that might be completely untrue, but someone told me that I was in the Foyt era. It might have been, but um, I. I what I find interesting as well about Kyle's he's had now two days of testing in the Indy car. Um I would like to get a test day in the Indy car, but I'm not a rookie, so I I guess I get it. Um but Phoenix is definitely an interesting one. I I, I see why they did it now. And if it is purely the limit the the physical limitations of the tire sidewall, if it's the limitations of, you know, cause the steering is gonna be super heavy at Phoenix. So it's obviously going to be much lighter at Indy. So maybe it's a physicality. He's getting used to the physicality of the car. Uh, a day at Phoenix is going to wear you out like crazy. So maybe they were like, hey, we just want to get your arms pumped here. We want to get you into, get you handling this car at, at high speed, high load, uh, work on pit stops, work on coming in, uh, into the pit box. Uh, so I, I do understand it as I as I look at it. It's a little bit, you know, make I would have said maybe go to Texas instead. Like if you could do a test day at Texas because... Texas is quite challenging. It's the same aero package. Um, but I think he's already done a test at Texas now that I think about it. Can you look that up, Bobby? Did did Kyle Larson test at Texas? I want to say like one of his first days was maybe at Texas, but maybe it was at Indy. I'm I'm not sure. I don't I don't remember. Pretty sure do you just to, that? pretty sure it was just the one at Indy and now the one at okay. Phoenix. Yeah. It was the other rookies that did a day at Texas, now that I remember. But yes. So if he didn't do Texas, You know, Phoenix. Okay, I understand that, but again, I I can't question McLaren's strategy because they have a lot of smart people working there, and Hendrick Motorsport as well. Um, So, so cool for Kyle to get in there. I, I I do, I I do look forward to talking to him at some point about what he thought of it, what he thinks of it as he goes into May. Um, But I think they're going to be a good. I mean, I think they're going to be good. I I think he's that that team's going to be fast. I think they, if they show up slow, then that is a serious internal problem. But I have a feeling that that is not going to happen. So I, uh, yeah. I'm i confident in him.
0: I, I'm going to choose to believe because, I mean, look, it's always exciting, uh, you know, when the month of May rolls around and then you find out that you got you a guy that's going to try to do the double man. Yeah. So you got a guy that does that. Like, I'm a big Tony guy. All right. You know, it's like, like, me some tea stew. Okay. Yep. So with him, you know, he had his time. Yeah. Kurt Busch was another one that had their time. A Kurt Busch was a guys. great
1: little crossover. I enjoyed that one a lot. And, and
0: and so with Kyle Larson, the caliber of driver he is in NASCAR, it makes you wonder, too, like, I don't think he's going to go out there and win the Indy 500. And maybe, I don't think so ma- either. Maybe that is, uh you know, maybe that's going to make some people mad. I'm not here to make everybody happy all the time. Yep. But I have to be realistic and say that, like, while I don't think that he will do the Indy 500, I still think he would have a shot because of just how his schedule is, how he runs dirt cars. <laughs> He'll like get like maybe like an hour of nap on an airplane and go show up in a track and finish in the top five. This dude's got a shot to win the Coke Six, and I, I'm just gonna say maybe not the Indy Five, possibly Coke Six, and I think that I, I don't think any driver has ever done that if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I don't think a, a no driver one's won has both. Won. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> not both for sure, yeah.
0: but like at least one. So and and i did uh i did a little bit of trying to to, to like search around here myself i got this uh this this little g boy ai bot i built okay. i was trying to get some correlation data pulled up between phoenix and ims um okay. it did not do that good
1: so <laughs> got some work
0: to do got to get behind the, scenes. the, AI, the in AI Indiana is not, Jones.
1: the ai is not analyzing racetracks very well no, yeah,
0: we're gonna have to graph them. See, I'm, I'm trying to get. I want to get the Apple Vision goggles. I want to oh, yeah. go out to IMS. I want to map it. I want to map it out. I want to, you know, maybe put some Anakin all about the Skywalker pod racing out there. <laughs> like, I we gotta go. We gotta get wild with it. But that's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna change the game. We're I respect do it. that. I believe I respect it. Respect that.
1: Um, well, yeah, so that that's, you know, a lot that's going on in IndyCar. Uh, we have a 100 Days to Indy as well, Season 2. Uh, don't really have to talk a ton about that. I think we, we sort of hinted at it, but, uh, you know, 100 Days to Indy was a great show. Uh, I do believe a focus as well on the Indy 500. I, I, I texted the director of it last night to say congratulations. He was pumped. He said he's going to be in town soon. Uh, I have a feeling, once again, I will not be featured at all. Uh, mainly because I think the upper echelon of the sport has no interest in letting me talk about racing on a television screen. Sad, um, but that's okay because when we win the race, then it'll be forced upon everyone. So I like that uh, energy. That would be Let's pretty go. cool if, if you know, we would obviously win the race and then suddenly now we're a part of Hundred Days to Indy. But I, I watched every episode of the show. I love, I love that we get a show, and honestly, super thankful for the CW for 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 giving us that time. And the director, great great guy. The people that are involved in the show, great people. Uh, We did film a lot of fun stuff last year, although none of it made it, Uh, but that's okay. We put our effort in there. So um, I will still, if if they want me to do anything, I would love to do it. Uh, They focused last year a little bit on Stefan Wilson. He was a one, you know, a single entry for the Indy 500. Maybe since I'm a single entry to the Indy 500, only hometown driver, I don't know. Maybe there's something there. I don't know, but- Very thankful that CW is doing this. Season two, I think, will be great. Obviously, you can learn from season one. And now that we've seen NASCAR's Netflix documentary, I watched every single episode. (sighs) Tremendous show. Tell me about
0: every single episode because, like, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be 100% honest. Did you not watch it? I'm halfway through it. I'm happy that it exists. Yeah. And like, so the moment that it came out, I was just like, you know, for years, like I've been doing NASCAR content, the betting content, everything like that. And for a long time, it's like like my main goal was always like I want to see the spotlight on racing and in a NASCAR specific because like F1 had Drive to Survive. Cool. Yep. And, and like they had like some of my wife's friends were coming over, like talking about, you know, oh, you know, Charlie Claire. Yeah. Like and I'm like, oh yeah, Charles, Charles E. Claire yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Charles E. Claire that guy. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's like you you want to build that kind of hype around it. And so I think that that, for me was what was really exciting. But I started watching it. Denny is definitely taken over as like the main character. Oh yeah. Uh, he keeps Fellow podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him. He, he yeah. him <laughs> um, you know, can't cook breakfast. Uh, but but I love I love the energy that he has as just as a, as a human being.
1: You know, he's just out there just doing
0: his thing. Yeah, and, and, um, I thought it was a
1: great show. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I there's there's something about what that what that Netflix production group does though, where you watch it, you know, there's no commercials. whatever. like, I just feel like it's a it's next level serious. Like I'm I'm locked in. The I think the the sound they could have done a bit more uh like more sound of the raw NASCAR engine noise. I think there's a little bit more yeah. there, but. I mean, it told. I already knew what happened. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know what happens, but like, yeah. But it was cool. Like, I, I was cool to see that. You know what? You know them interviewing Christopher Bell and saying like, yeah, no one thought I had a chance. To this type of stuff because like, I, I just, I, I, I thought, and again, wild to see how many people supported that show too. When I tweeted, I said, "What do people think of this so far?" I've never seen so many people that were like for it because F one fans like if you tweeted about drive to survive 75% of that those responses would be like it sucks it's awful for the sport so NASCAR, that's so weird I, I would have thought NASCAR fans again NASCAR Twitter can get very hostile very hostile that's a but place everyone was like pretty happy about it so I don't know how to take that like I I, I think it was good but it's also maybe like the F one fans, there's that's a different mental attitude sometimes. There's yeah. you know, a bit of a high horse type situation. But but NASCAR, everyone seemed to really enjoy it, which I that's a great success. So I, I think they to gotta earth. be happy with it. Yeah, it's down a lot to of like earth. unilateral support.
0: No, I like that's I was looking that's at That's word of the uh, week,
1: by the way, unilateral. Yeah. Unilateral. Yeah. We're like the, we're like the
0: gas station pumps now. Like we're exactly. going to give like the word of the day. I love those by the way, dude. I'm telling you, my knowledge has increased tenfold. There just you go. By pumping gas. Yeah. It's a great time. <laughs> um, they I had a tweet that popped up here. Uh they just uh was showing some some stuff that was written down. I'm not I think it was off of YouTube comments on uh on Derry Gillum It said, "Never watch NASCAR, but I will definitely be watching this show and NASCAR races from here on out." Another one been an f1 fan for some years now and i just needed a reason to start watching nascar and this show got me hooked that was one of the tweets that did really well and yeah. that's what it takes is the dramatization is yeah. showing going inside of their lives you know it's 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 one thing to watch nascar on television uh you know and and shout out to marty by the way he he had the oh, quote, marty
1: smith oh greatest the quote marty dude. smith I mean, that just have you got to have a voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, I-, I think IndyCar, you know, tried to do that a little bit in 100 Days to Indy. We're getting there. But like, when they got Marty Smith and you got Steve Latar, you got like, I don't know, those, there was voices in there that, that bring you in. I right. still have a letter, I still have a letter written over my shoulder from Marty Smith. He interviewed me uh, before the 100th running of the Indy 500. Uh, you want me to read it? Let me. I'll get it. Yes, Let's, I'll Let's read. read it the, I want to hang read on, the letter. And
2: I
0: just got to he is—he's such a great guy. If you're listening to this program, you're watching this program. You know who Marty Smith is? Do your homework. Do your job. Okay. All
1: right. Let's I'm just back. Me say that. All right. I'm back. So this this letter. I got a letter in the mail from uh, Marty Smith, ESPN. It's it's very official. This is May 30th, 2016. He he wrote this to me. He said, "Connor, just a quick note of thanks." for taking some time for us on SportsCenter. Yes, I was on Sports Center. that's wild. During the lead up to the Indy 500, the interview with you and Pat, Pat McAfee, was quite memorable and certainly made our effort there better. Continued success, young man, see you down the line. Marty Smith, ESPN. I mean, how do you not love that guy? Like that's, I mean, this is something that I will save for forever. This is the note right here. For, for those on YouTube, you could see it, pretty cool. Um, nice,
0: nice little card stock there.
1: Cardstock, yeah, Mar- Marty Smith cardstock. You will play, dude. Uh, I got, I got to have him on the show. We're definitely going to interview him on the show. That that gives Cullen. me a great idea. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. I not yeah, just it was a great show. I, I don't want to go too deep into it because I think yeah. everyone knows my I thoughts on Netflix programs. Spoil. Yeah, but it's it's uh it's a good one. So <laughs> I yeah, I was really really impressed. Shout out, Buddy Parker though. I will say, shout out, Parker.
0: The I, meme, awesome. He made the meme, bro. Yeah. The meme of he that became show, a meme is guy. booty, bro. Guess and, I lied to your ass. Like, yeah, I love it. But
1: also, him just drinking bourbon in his like bourbon room that, in his house. You haven't got to that part yet, but like, no, I had to pause it because I'm a big it, bourbon guy. Me and Daniel Ricardo, we talk about bourbon every week. That's all we oh, do is yeah, send each other are. like send each other pictures of what bourbon we're drinking and, uh, Booty Barker. One of the most incredible bourbon rooms I've ever seen in my life, so,
0: dude. So, man, you're not lying, bro. You really are. Like, dude, like you go into Connor's house, dude. It's just like <laughs> on, like there's not even a display. It's just there. It's yep. there. It is there. It is on it, on screen. Serious. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But no, yeah, it's great to hear. And like I said, yeah, I got to finish up on the show, but I just I love to hear that people are all in on that, and like that's what it takes. And I hope IndyCar. Can get that same vibe going with the CW and and I think that they can. And and I I believe in it, man. I believe in it. I do too. I believe believe in the CW.
1: I do. We're we're doing more sports content. We we got they got the right people involved. And again, I obviously have uh I I hope we get to see more of Joseph Newgarden's Unclothed Body. Obviously, that was a big part of the season last year. Oh yeah maybe we get more of the thighs in. Who knows? Who knows? You know, big Joseph Newgarden uh pictorial you know, editorial special of Joseph's body. Maybe we maybe should maybe have try him to on the show. The
0: what? CW should have the CW should have Joseph on the show as a superhero. There they you should go. do that. There should be some crossover. What about Vampire Diaries?
1: Yep. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I have a feeling mm. the first episode and a half is going to be like, "What has life been like since Joseph won the Indy 500?" I'm just seeing it. I'm seeing it, which is fine. Because Joseph is a person, Joseph is our, he's our American hero, you know what I mean? He's our guy with the cape, he's the Captain America shield guy, that used to be Ryan Hunter Ray, but he, Ryan's now older and retired, sort of, um, and- so yeah, so I, I'm very excited about, uh, please subscribe to that channel, CW, buy it, or be, everybody's it's just on, if you have Public rabbit access, ears, you can television. watch it, if you, if you have rabbit ears, you can watch it, so you know, you'll be fine, You're ready yeah, yeah, you go coax, yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we, we could literally talk on this show for about 10 hours about everything that's oh, going dude. on, but there's a couple other major major things that I want to get to before we get to our interview with uh with young Jacob, Jacob Abel. Um we we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but the whole uh FIA F1 um rejection of Andretti uh is is something that again came out after we did our show. Uh and it's been a few days now. And big F1 media decided to call Lewis Hamilton and tell him to go to Ferrari so they could forget the Andretti story. So again, I'm deep into the conspiracy of the fact that big Liberty media might be the smartest people of all time because they had a potentially the worst ever reaction to a news story in the history of news. All of America was ready to like march to war with the FIA or well, not FIA, FIA approved it, but like the Formula One management group, whatever that is. I, I was ready. I was. So I saw people ready to take up shields and swords. You know what I mean. Like it was. It was something like that. Sports. And then all of a sudden, they had Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari, which is like the biggest news story in Formula One since I've been alive. Um, yeah. You so, want to know what
0: I think though? I think that really what was happening is this. All F1 planned all this because they were salty that that NASCAR got a Netflix show. There you go. Maybe wanted. They wanted. <laughs> they wanted to make sure no one was paying attention, they were like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, we're the only ones with a Netflix show. We are Netflix oh, racing. Yeah. That's us." And so they just dished all this out to just try to simmer it down. But no, says them. They came back. They prevailed. I still believe. But yes, the uh, you know I, I kind of put it this way, you know, with F one, it's like they're kind of like the. I said this on on Instagram. It was like they're like the pretentious bully in the movie that ends up getting creamed at the end. Uh, you know, when, when the when the big dolls come to play. So, I know they're saying now that they've got a way, they want to see the GM engine built and all this, you know, the e- excuses and things happen at times. People have them.
1: Uh, yeah, but, but it's just, and and I, I've talked about this a lot, I mean, I, I think some people who are new fans of mine don't really know much about my previous life, and a lot of my haters definitely don't know about when I've actually won a lot of stuff in this sport. Um, shout out to haters. But shout out to the haters. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I I used to win races in formula three and, and, and spend a lot of time in Europe and, and, and tried to be an American formula one driver, which was very rare at the time, very difficult. Um, and you'd almost get laughed out of the room many times. Like when you say, Oh, you're American, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so, you know, even when I won and like was on pole over there and like, you'd be like, I beat everyone else. Like all like Carlos Sainz, Danny Kivy, people that are like in the sport. Right just because you were American, you would get laughed out of the room or you would be looked down upon. And, and and I thought we were in a world, certainly now, where where we're not doing that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I thought, hey, like, we're we're respecting everyone. I, I, I don't know. I thought that was the case, but I've never seen a more disrespectful group of people towards another group of people, you know, it, it, certainly in sports. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it's kind of crazy that that happens. The statements that were made... The fact that they think Entergy wouldn't be competitive because that, like that being the headline, I mean, I love Liberty's PR department because again, they've dominated the world. They've got one of the most powerful Netflix shows in the world. They're selling events. Uh, you know, they they all of a sudden covered it up with a giant Lewis Hamilton story. So they're very smart. But like, I mean, you're trying to go after American money. Like, you have three events in the United States. And you're out here basically chopping, like chopping Andretti's heads off at the stake, like right in front of like a public execution. Like, yep, they're dead to us. You're like, what in the world? How can you even do that? Like, they're I remember to a Napoleon. Time, I, yeah, I remember a time in Formula One where we had <laughs> Caterham, Caterham. Some people in America would say you'd have HRT and you had uh, Marussia, a, a, a non-existent Russian sports car manufacturer as a F1 team I mean that's not that long ago that is literally less than 10 years ago and so I, I, I find it fascinating that we are now like th- this F1 Netflix stardom like oh my gosh so much money in F1 that's all they needed to just build that saddle on that high horse even more sturdy and they're like you know what Nah, like we don't we don't need this. Like, Andretti has sponsors and partners that are major businesses. General Motors, large company. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Large group of people. Um, they they've invested in the sport. They've hired people. I do believe I do believe they will get to F one. I, I really do. I, I think there's enough passion. Uh, in in inside Michael Andretti, Mario Andretti. Uh, Dan Towers from Gamebridge, uh, you know a lot of great people there. Uh, I do believe they will get there, but but some of the statements—can you imagine, like, you know, you remember what Michael Jordan said? Like, all he needed was that little bit of motivation before that one NBA Finals, when that when one guy said something to him about something small, and like, can you imagine the amount of motivation that Andretti that has now? Well, exactly. Like, can you can you imagine the motivation that those guys have now to Dude. continue to working? could continue to work on this because if I were them, I would want to get to F one and absolutely drive a wooden stake down those other teams throats. Like, Oh, Hey, sorry guys. We're on the podium. Uh, you know, and again, he drag to be
0: souls very... across yeah. the track, dude. Like yeah. straight, straight up, dude. Just come in, and I want to see the caddy in F one. I want Cadillac in F one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm here for. I got the Buick on the hat today. Yeah. <laughs> I want the caddy in F one. I want it now.
1: Exactly. And, so, and I I, <laughs> I think that's what's get, but again I don't want to say that it's not going to be hard. Like a lot of these Europeans, like well they don't they don't think it's going to be hard. Of course it's hard. It took Red Bull like. Fifteen, a ton of years to get from you know buying the uh, buying an F one team, just getting in. You know, Red Bull used to be uh, Jackie Stewart's team, and then it was you know I think it was Jag before it was even Red Bull. Yeah, and uh, and so you know it, it's gonna take time, yes, but but why why eliminate someone's chance to make your sport more competitive, to make your sport more watchable, to open your sport to more eyes? more fans i don't know how that makes sense scared yes but like I, I know there's a financial element i obviously don't make any money so i don't know how that works those guys make hundreds of millions of dollars so that may be a dip- maybe that's a different thing i know there's a lot of hundreds of million dollars on the line but i just it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So I, well, I had to get to that because I knew people were excited to have me talk about it a little bit. And I hope, you know what's funny? I still want to work at F1 races with Bob Varsha again. So like, I hope that they're still cool with me coming to work at F1 because it doesn't mean I'm not a fan of F1. I just don't know why that that was said and why this is happening
0: yeah their microphones are really nice by the way completely off topic very <laughs> yes, nice microphones very nice. they have there uh with the red uh the little red little red f1 uh, yep yeah it goes right over here Well, uh, what's that called bob bobby you know what these are called just the
1: the mic covers like the yeah
0: yeah what are they called? there's like a nice name for them like like i know the boxes on mics are like they call them flags i didn't even know that they call we'll have those have flags we'll have to yeah. google that
1: one um. So yeah, Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari. Everyone knows how crazy that is. I don't really care. He's making a hundred million dollars a year. Uh, it's absurd. Pay him whatever he wants. Give him half of Ferrari. Give him half the ownership. Uh, buy him a horse. That's cool. Buy a horse. Yeah. Give him a couple horses. I'm sure he's got now a couple horses. Uh. So good for Lewis. I think it's cool. Cool for the sport. I don't like it for Carlos Sainz. Good friend of mine. Longtime friend of mine. Um. But hey, you think where do you think he's gonna go? I have no idea. I'm sure he'll go somewhere and make a ton of money. And that's all that matters.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
2: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price
1: line man that was a lot i know i know we got what? to a lot of motorsport stuff there's there's a ton of amazing things going on we had the clash also happen yeah but before we get to the clash i wanted to get into something that kind of while we're on open wheel racing i had a i got a call last week after we did the show uh, from townsend bell if you know townsend bell obviously indy car driver uh, maybe we'll have him on the show sometime uh, and this is kind of just like a a bit of a promo for something that I think would be cool if any of our young listeners uh, w- want to be involved in motorsport. Right? I get a lot of people asking me all the time, um, you know, how you get into motorsport. And I-, I did want to take this just a quick bit of time in this show, because if-, if you're listening and you're a young person, you're like, I really would like to get into motorsport. How do I get there? Um, and and Townsend Bell made me aware of this. Townsend Bell's father-in-law, Rod Campbell, who passed away a few years ago. uh, Rod Campbell was a big supporter of mine, big supporter of motorsport, great guy, uh, great family. And uh, they've set up a a scholarship uh, in his name, the the Rod Campbell Award. Feel free to Google it. There's a story on on racer magazine, uh, racer.com about it as well. Uh, But the the scholarship's in its fourth year. And so they're trying to get more people to apply because obviously... We want to, you know, give give someone a chance to work in motorsports. Um, they get, basically, the the winner of this scholarship gets four to six weeks of a paid internship across a variety of companies. So the companies could be NBC Sports. The company could be Brian Herta Autosport. Uh, could be Racer Magazine. Uh, could be a company called Phoenicia Sports or Steinbrenner Racing. Obviously, Steinbrenner Racing, we know, you know, Steinbrenner, that's the Yankees. That's our, our buddy, Colton Herta. Um, so all three of the winners from the first three years of the program are now full-time in racing, working in racing. So uh, we wanted to give this uh, you know this award just a little bit of, of publicity. I think it's great for young race fans um, and, uh, and and so just give it a Google. check it out. Uh, you can you can apply you know somewhere online. I'm sure I, I wish I had that actual uh, you know application uh, link. but uh, there is a link in the racer story. So if you google it, uh, and I'll post it in the description of the YouTube uh, of the YouTube channel as well. But uh, but yeah, it's it's basically there's a, a link to it in the Racer Story. So if you Google Racer Story Rod Campbell award link, and you can apply. So uh, I've I've actually already found it myself, and I'm not very educated, so uh, pretty easy to find. So I just wanted to give that a little bit of uh, publicity as uh townsend called to uh to to help us out there so if you're a young person go apply to have a job in racing i mean that'd be that'd be sweet sounds like
0: heck yeah go get them jobs it's always yeah. good to get people more involved in motorsports and we need it get yeah
1: exactly it. um so let's okay before we get to jacob abel let, a little bit of a clash reaction a little bit of nascar class a little clash activity um I want to get to Jacob Abel. This is going to be a little bit of a longer episode because we had a lot to talk about. But, uh, but what would you think? What do you think of the clash? Moved up a day early because of the, you know, my girlfriend's in LA right now and she says it's basically underwater. So I think that's probably smart move by NASCAR.
0: That was the smartest move that I think we have seen in uh, quite some time uh, <laughs> from from them. I think Denny actually, uh, you know, shout out to Denny again for shout uh, out Denny. For, he he's making things happen, man. Like, and, and that's that's the beauty of it, man. Sometimes you just gotta kind of say, you gotta say a little something. You gotta put it out there. Just I'm just gonna throw you a little dart, you know. Take it, like, and and, and they're taking it and they're listening. And I think that that right there, like, that shows we're listening to the, our drivers. We're listening. To, they they're the ones driving these cars. They're the ones that are piloting and fueling the sport. Let's listen to them. Let's give them the credibility they deserve, and they did. They moved it up a whole day. Now, you know the unfortunate event: MGK couldn't play. Yeah. You know, it really, it really that made a lot shame. of people sad.
1: Yeah. Like, um, you know, I like didn't MGK. Have a big I've seen him play bit. live. I've seen him play live. I liked it. I liked the show. Look,
0: I'm, I'm a low, I'm a low key MGK guy. I'm not gonna lie. I do like some MGK. All right, uh, not really the more of the rock stuff. More of his rap stuff from back, back before he got on the radio. Shout out go. to those days. Um, but I will say that, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin coming through, getting it done. It was it was tight there at the end, man. But Denny was able to get it done, got it finished, got his first clash out the way. There's all kinds of speculation now about whether it's going to be here or there. But staying true to what the race was that night, uh, Ty Gibbs, man, coming out strong on the short track. And showing what he's yep. got, bumping up in with Joey Logano out on the hauler. You know, got a little <laughs> beef going with him now. I really think like this is gonna be the year where we see Ty Gibbs evolve into the Money Mike of NASCAR. I don't know if you're a fan of the movie Friday uh, or Friday After Next. Cat Williams played Money <laughs> Mike. You know, it was you know he kept he kept the hand strong. You know, he comes in. I really think that we're gonna see some of that uh, that swag coming out of Ty this year. And and he he stood up to Joey. Man, Joey's like uh, you know like a, a like a light pole very tall guy with
1: fake hair yes yeah yes tall guy <laughs> fake
0: hair uh yeah. or as dale jr calls him insurance salesman not exactly yeah
1: yeah i did the i didn't get that uh, far into the show yeah the best person at pitching life insurance that's for sure yes. yeah yeah and yeah. as a
0: former as a former insurance agent i think he makes a flip bet. so uh you know i'm uh you know just you know all jokes aside it, it was a great way to start the season off it was great to see that NASCAR is saying you know what we're not going to keep our heads in our ass right now we're going to get out there and we're going to make things happen for the fans over a million I think 1.5 million views yeah. uh on the race on Fox I dude. just like, saw that
1: yeah yeah Netflix, I, I think but yeah I think it was a great I I, I agree I think it was a great race and, and oddly enough you know, it it doesn't look like a great racetrack. Like I won't lie, like it's it's so short. And I went there last year. I saw it in person. It's a show. Um, it, it is a show. But Ryan Blaney went from last to third. So like I, you know, there was passing. And I know that that's gonna hate. Like people are gonna hate that who think the racing wasn't that great. But like even Denny, he went from leading to struggling to leading. And so like, you know, I, I actually didn't mind the racing. It wasn't too much of a giant wreck festival. Uh, you know, obviously there were a couple of people sending a couple other people directly into the wall, but I, I thought it was a a good race. Like I was sitting watching with, with with Travis Pastrana, we were having a a couple Titos and sodas and 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 enjoying uh, the race, and 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 I thought it was I thought it was a good race. So I I I think for what it is and for what they had to do with it, I think it, you can call it a reasonable success. Now again, I I see I can see why people might not like it. But when it comes to the actual racing, I saw someone go from last to the top three. I saw a leader struggle, exchange of, of leadership, and 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 a, and a decent finish. So, yeah, so I, I thought want? it was a good one.
0: What more are you yeah. going to ask for? I remember you showing up there. This was the first time I yeah. didn't get to go to the Clash this year. So, this year was my first time watching on television. And I actually only got to catch about half of it. So, I had to watch a lot of highlights. I, my, my son had a, uh, a a Pokemon tournament. There that you go. Night the child's Pokemon. killing the game yeah uh, you know shout shout out to them boys that catch them all yeah okay <laughs> there you um, go so yeah we're here i'm about that life uh but yeah so that happened so that was the only kind of like thing that 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 happened where the moving it up maybe not worked for, so much for my schedule yes but getting to go back you know that's what that's what the tube of the u is for that's yep. what we get to watch everything Internet on clips. these days that's it man that's it so I, i'm excited about that and like yes if you go in person like with what we got to experience, obviously, you know, not a lot of people will get to experience that. But that is a great view of that track. And it's just yeah. really cool to see a race happen somewhere with so much history. So yeah. with it. where it's going to
1: go, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I agree. I, I did enjoy viewing it. I, th- I think uh, now I, I, I'm not necessarily super interested in going again unless I'm racing in it, which is probably never going to happen. But. I enjoyed seeing it. I enjoyed seeing the spectacle. And I actually enjoyed watching it on television. So, you know what? Check, Check for the boxes, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I think it built enough hype because you get a lot of people talking about it. And a lot more people watched it on FS1, which was, compl- I mean, that's still, you get a million and a half people or whatever watching on FS1 on a night that it wasn't even supposed to be. Just shows the power of NASCAR right now. That's so, huge. And IndyCar so yeah. is going to
0: have something similar uh, with their stuff that they're getting ready to go do out in California. What's the name of the uh, the, the, the place million dollar gonna challenge be? or
1: whatever? That a million that dollar challenge. Out. Hopefully, that's kind of
0: like their little their little shindig. You know, I, I think hope that that's so. cool. But it works, yeah. We'll we. See, hope I mean, so. it's, a, it's a wild looking place. I'll tell you that
1: much. Oh yeah, well it's it's the land of the rich and famous, as they say, because uh, oh, they that. don't allow anyone else in. They don't allow anyone else in. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to give um, me a
0: fake membership card.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you need more than a fake membership. You need a fake stock portfolio too. <laughs> you mean I
0: can't show up with my jorts on, dude?
1: No, yeah. The, the Buick hats aren't allowed either. So <laughs> they won't even allow a Buick in. <laughs> but mean. anyway, a lot happened there. Let's get to our interview. Uh, we have a great interview with a young, a young, a young specialist, a young racing driver. Uh, so here we go. Jacob Abel. Indy NXT driver for Able Motorsports. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. Well, folks of Speed Street, our listenership, uh, we have a another youthful driver on this week. Uh, we have a very uh, exciting young star of the of the open wheel racing ladder system of uh, of potential IndyCar stardom at some point. Um, a Louisville, Kentucky man uh according to my pdf that my producer bobby has so graciously prepared for me uh jacob abel current driver in the Indy nxt series for abel motorsports jacob we appreciate you being here thank you for waking up and being a part of this show uh how are you doing my
2: friend how are we feeling are we excited well are we excited for the season to get going here even though it's still only january dude absolutely yeah first of all thank you for having me on you know i've been a long time listener of the show you know there's not a ton of indie car podcasts out here but this is you know (laughs) the top one um for sure but yeah so so happy to be on here so I, i i appreciate that but yeah man really looking forward to this season um you know it's been a bit of a long off season it always feels like it's a long off season um but yeah getting lots of work in in the gym and you know on this simulator and in the shop a bunch but you know nothing really beats the the real thing so uh yeah excited to get going we only got you know a few weeks now so getting there absolutely so
1: you are you
2: have a unique story i think
1: as well and and we you, you said you listened to Lindsay brewer interview as well she went to school you also went to school and if i believe this correctly like i, I remember running into you at butler university which is a school that is very close to my family as well um what a wild, I guess. Not a lot of drivers go to school anymore, college for sure. So, uh, was that always the plan? Was was it racing and then I'm gonna throw in some school, or like, did, what, how, 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 how did you navigate that path?
2: Yeah, kind of the way I grew up. So, I, I started racing pretty late, um, relatively speaking. So, when I was 12 years old, which is ridiculous, goes, that is, you know, late for racing, um, yeah. to start, but yeah and i i grew up actually playing lacrosse um doing that for my first you know i did that for probably like eight or nine years um but i had an older brother and older sister and you know i never did the homeschooling thing throughout high school i always went to you know a big high school in louisville um you know that had some really talented sports and all of that so yeah you know i've always kind of been you know in that normal kid I guess kind of lifestyle the um, normal path yeah yeah exactly exactly so you know my older brother and older sister went to college um you know they said it was you know a fantastic experience you know best four years of their life um all of that stuff and and with the racing you know I didn't want that to be something that you know I necessarily missed out on obviously it's something that I want to have as a fallback to. Um, you know, that's definitely a thing. And I think using the schooling, um, and all of that, I went to school for marketing and business, you know, obviously racing has a lot of business in it. So smart. I'd like to think that I could sort of use a little bit of that, you know, in my racing career. Um, and you may me maybe a little bit more qualified to have big business conversations with, you know, big CEOs of companies. But, um, but yeah, so I unfortunately have not graduated. <laughs> um, that's okay. But I, I did get you know a good head start. I'm not taking classes currently, um, but you know I went there for for about four years. Um, I was full time my first couple of years. COVID hit, kind of changed things up, and you know half the reason that I was even going to school in the first place was to make those connections, make those relationships, you know, and and have that you know in person experience. And when COVID kind of shut all that down, it kind of took a little bit of that out of it. Um, so I went back to doing part-time school. Uh, I did that for a few years. And then kind of when, when all of my friends graduated, um, I decided to, you know, take off and, and it's getting to a point in my racing career too, where it's, it's very make or break, you know, these, these next few years are, are going to decide whether I'm a race car driver, you know, for the next, however many years. So I really wanted to, to be fully invested in that, you know, at least for, for these last few years. And, and you are not saying that I wasn't fully invested in it before. It's just, Obviously when you're trying to do the balance of school and racing, it, it's pretty tough. So I'm really excited to to be fully into it now. You know, it's a hundred percent of my my mind and, and everything is is into racing and it's and I think it's definitely showed in the past, you know, year or so in the results and and I hope, you know, that that continues for the next few years. Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned something,
1: uh, the dedication level, right? Like you can't do both. It's just impossible. Like if you want right. to be at the highest level performing against you know, some of the other youngest drivers that are trying to, you know, make it in this sport, uh, that has to be your entire life. You have to live it and breathe it. Um, so 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 I mean, I I get it. And I I do agree that you have kind of proven this, hey, things are things are getting more serious here. And when you say I, I love that you said like these time th- like this time of year, like this time in your career is a very much a make or break type thing. However, I think when when you're winning at the level that you're winning, right, you're on the podium, you're out here fighting at the front, you know, that th- there are many routes you can also go in this sport, but right. like these, like proving yourself at this level, I think is still something that people respect, but also something that you can kind of continue to carry on wherever that is, right? Sports car racing, NASCAR racing, IndyCar racing, whatever it is. But the goal being IndyCar Let's start out like on the on the lower levels of the rotating your family has been obviously very very supportive right able motorsports I mean that's your last name right dad's very right. very heavily involved he loves motorsport as well I think your dad is a great person I've enjoyed getting <laughs> to interact with him honestly and I, I think you've probably seen this people can easily say and, and be very judgmental of that like oh well you know his dad's got the team all this stuff yeah. which I, I and I said this to Lindsay too, like, I'm sorry, not everyone's gonna have it the same way. Like I like I got into racing because my dad had a lot of great connections. Like he knew a ton of people right. who helped me get in the right places and you know, he didn't make enough money in racing to, you know, make get us very far, but like at least we had the right connections, right? You gotta use whatever you can use. You got to use every opportunity sure. to be the best you can be. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to you as the driver. And now you are running at the front. I don't hear anyone talking about the fact that your dad owns the <laughs> team. Like, I mean, if you're up front, that's all that matters. So, what has that been right. like, kind of learning? Because I would say that you've been on a pretty steep progression level. Because at first it was like I, I mean, we we know Jacob Abel race in doing the, doing this stuff, but you're, now you're at the front. So, so, so you're kind of proving a lot of those people wrong. Would
2: Would you agree? Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, kind of the theme of of my whole racing career and you know, I'll take it back a little bit um like I was saying it's it's weird to say but I did you know start racing late you know for starting at 12 13 years old uh, that was a later time than you know a lot of these kids starting five six I, I don't know when you started but it was probably around then um and so I've always kind of been a little bit on the on the back foot and a little bit you know kind of kind of sink or swim has been uh, a lot of my you know racing career and so also my dad's a racer he grew up racing motocross at you know a super high level you know won amateur national championships all of that was kind of right on the brink of of going like supercross racing and doing all that that's one of his you know he looks back and regrets it a little bit you know that he didn't end up doing that for a few years because you know he was it's just like us in racing you grew up with these people and he's been racing with these guys and he knows he's better than them but you know they they made it and he didn't but but whatever um so, yeah, I actually started go-kart racing at a Dirt Track, um, Dirt Oval Racing in uh, in Clark County, Indiana. So Love it. It was a little bit, a little bit of a different, a different thing. Um, and that was, honestly, about 10 years ago now is when I did my first race. And, you know, so we've obviously come a long way since then. But like I said, it's kind of been a little bit sink or swim, you know, my whole entire career. And, you know, I did go-kart racing. I did, I think, one or two club races at Newcastle. And then I think my third race in a go kart was you know a USPKS race, and so it was again a very big step. And I only really and for did those who don't know USPKS, like yeah.
1: that's that's a that's a high level of karting series here in North right. America. So that's that's taken a step to the to the higher level,
2: right? And then so it was kind of like that. My whole karting career is I you know which was it was very short lived, but I raced super nats when I'd only been racing go karts for you know two years. So and I, yeah. I showed you know reasonable success, you know, as much success as, you know, I could look at it as a success, you know, being a a very, you know, new to this kind of driver. But then after that, you know, I immediately jumped into, into the F4 car and kind of going into the the able motorsports side of things. It it gets a little bit misconstrued. It's like, Oh, you know, you guys have so much money, you know, you're going to go start your own racing team. But my dad is, you know, he's a businessman. He'd much rather you know f four at the time, which is i was I was thinking about this. it's crazy. it was about hundred seventy thousand dollars is a budget. I think it's you know at least double that now um yeah. but still at, at that time, he had a really difficult time going out and just cutting you know a hundred fifty hundred seventy thousand dollar check for for what nothing i mean like I, I get to go out and I get to go you yeah. know race for a whole for an experience, season. yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. and the way he looked at it was. Hey, this, this car is only $50,000. So like, why (laughs) you know, why don't we, you know, get this and then kind of start things, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself again. So we had able racing because my dad grew up or when I was growing up, he was racing vintage cars. So he was doing, you know, SVRA, if anyone's familiar with that, um, did a bunch of races doing that, which that one is a very much, you know, do it yourself kind of racing. Um, and he had, you know, a bunch of friends that were into racing and, we kind of built that team around him. So when I got into F4 racing, it was a relatively easy transition to sort of transition the program into, into the F4 racing. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's just been a pretty big snowball effect from there. You know, we had a one car F4 team and I think that was 2017. Um, and then in 2023, you know, we had three Indy next cars and we had a car in the Indy 500. So it's, it's pretty wild. Um, to see how far the team has come, you know, in the past few years. And, you know, there's a hundred different people who have made that possible. And, you know, we'd be here forever if I were to name all of them. But, you know, someone who is super influential into that team, someone you're familiar with is John Bruner. Yeah. I was just going to mention, you,
1: you you guys have built this operation into something that has a lot of great people. John Brunner who mm-hmm. was 4 I mean I, I've known John Brunner since I was um, a child like he used to be yeah. at Forsyth and my my dad was there at Forsyth was a was an investor in in my career and then Kent Boyer Kent Boyer the engineer in the in the Indy Light side in the NXT side he was on the uh, on the engineering squad when I was at Schmidt with Joseph Newgarden and yeah. so all of the like you guys you guys have built a great group even some of the mechanics I've worked I feel like I see pictures of your team on Facebook all of a sudden. <laughs> and I'm like, I've worked with everyone there or like I someone there. So you guys have built it really. Your dad's not a dummy. That's for sure. He's put together yeah. good people. He's an asset guy, right? Like you mentioned, instead of just writing a check to go racing, how about we actually have things? Like if so, if we ever want to get right. out of it, like you're not completely dead in the water. You know, you you right. have things that are worth something and will forever be worth something.
2: Yeah. And that's, and that's the cool thing and that's the thing that's been you know very rewarding for him definitely um and and me just to see it is you know the past couple of seasons you know we're we're finally you know getting paid back a little bit on that stuff you know we're yeah. building now able motorsports is a business um you know we have drivers coming to us with budget who want to race you know both on the indycar side of things and on the indyac side of things which is Something that's really cool, and you know, it kind of makes it all look back and be like, okay, you know, you know, that was worth it. Because trust me, there were you know, tons of times where you know I was going into race Indy Pro Two Thousand. I'm like, man, it'd be really nice to be over there with you know yunkos who has a hundred thousand Indy Pro Two Thousand championships and wins, yeah. and you know, seven drivers on their team and all that. But you know, I'm really glad it's it's worked out the way that it has. You know, it's definitely made me and my dad a lot closer. Um, even though we've probably had a lot more arguments than you know, most oh, yeah. fathers and sons. And I'm and I'm sure you can relate to that too. Yeah. Um but it's gotten to the point where, where it's it's cool now and honestly like we don't deal with each other one to one on the race weekends, you know, a lot. I kind of report to John and Kent and all those people. Um, you know, so me and my dad don't actually have to, you know, have yeah those conversations where, yeah, I'm trying to be a race car driver, and oh, I'm also, you know, trying to have an input on how this team's run. So, I'm glad that it's it's like that. John doesn't really take any of my uh, any of my BS, so that's good. Um, but but yeah, you know, it's been it's been super cool, and we've been able to show you know a good amount of success the past you know year or so, which has been really rewarding for me too. You know, like you said, we have a really strong team, and it's a team that I've grown super close to. <laughs> And so it's super rewarding for me to you know finally bring them you know that success and you know show the rest of the world what this team is is capable of because you know it's been something that I've known for forever but you know it's just something that's been very rewarding and very cool to be able to you know go out and be able to show the rest of the paddock and and the rest of the world like that you know they're a really talented team.
1: I honestly have so much to ask about because I think I think people <laughs> really should know uh you know about this whole operation and kind of what it looks like it's almost it's almost like the it's kind of wild to say but it's almost like the perfect model like your dad got involved because he had the means to get involved he's smart enough to know hey you know what this isn't gonna like i'm not gonna roll the dice on this and be like upside down if you know buying an f4 car goes wrong you know what i mean like you've done it right you've now proven that hey we're actually going the right way and as you said it's not a one-car team anymore. It's not just you running in this program, right? right? So that's that's almost the perfect – and you guys have run a successful IndyCar effort first time sure. out. Like, to be honest, out-qualifying half the people who are spending $10 million a year on their cars, the Rahal Letterman Group and a couple other teams as well. And what I respect the most, too, is that your dad didn't dump you right in there into the Indy 500, right out the right. gate. Too, you know what I mean? Because people could have easily said, hey – dad owns the team you know what i know my son's in Indy nxt but let's just throw him in there too it'll be fine because my dad pushed this harder than ever you've got to get in when you're ready like you got to be yeah. able to make take advantage of of the of the of the opportunity when it arises and not too early and so having rc enerson there i which again i think he's a great dude and he's able to you know go out there and do a great job for you guys so i I, I just I love this whole model, and and so getting actually getting to a question now. When you have a team that has multiple cars now in Indy NXT, this the series has grown so much, right? It's right. Gr- I mean, shoot, I remember when there was like four cars out there; it felt like I'm <laughs> almost man. doing anything. But there's still a champion every year. But now you have to go go up against like 12 car teams at HMD, which is kind of I think still an insane model that that's even allowed to happen, right? But, how difficult is that knowing that hey they're like you're going up against a very 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 large operation uh now you have good people and in the end it's it's about good people and using the resources appropriately but you also got to fight against Andretti I mean these are these are all big teams so what what's that like as as a bit of a smaller operation that's obviously grown but that's got to be a challenge
2: yeah no it's it's tough for sure I mean like you said, it isn't a one-card team anymore, which is, is huge. I mean, for however long, you know, I can remember it was a one car team and, you know, maybe a teammate here and there that, you know, would do a part-time season or, or something like that. So that's been super tough. I think it's a bit understated how tough that is. You know, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, you're aware of it, but, you know, the general public, I don't think understands how difficult it is to be a one car team, especially when, you know, I'm trying to learn, you know. I'm going up through the series, through the ladders. I'm not the best driver in the field, and I know that. And or, you know, I wasn't. You know, I'd like to think I'm, I'm getting there now. But,
1: yeah, let's say let's um, change our mental outlook here. Right, right, we're all going to exactly. get. We're going
2: to be all right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, going up, like you, you know, you really, really lean on the data of the other drivers, and you know, working with setups and all of that with other drivers. So. So now it's it's super helpful. You know, we already have one guy signed for next year in addition to me, which is you've been Cinder Morthy, which is a, a really strong, you know, young driver who's who's gonna be around for a few years for sure and, and hopefully you know breaking into IndyCar car one day as well. But
1: managed by yes, Alexander Rossi's dad.
2: Yes, so there's a connection yes, there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But but yeah, so you know, I think that's gonna be a, a really big advantage. But like you said, it it's still super tough to go against teams like that. And it's not just like it's not even 10, just mediocre drivers. You know, they've got, you know, four or five guys who are are really, really solid. So, you know, they're really able to use that. And I've heard some of the things, you know, HMD specifically what, what they're doing, you know, it's not just, you know, 10 cars and, and click the fastest driver's data and, and, you know, just learn off one guy, just like it would be if it was, you know, a two or three car team, you know, they have these softwares that build everything and build these perfect laps with all 10 different drivers. And, and all of that stuff which is, is. You know, super fascinating but yeah. yeah i think it you know if we can compete with them i think it you know speaks even more volumes to to what we're doing you know there and you know i'd like to think it, it speaks volumes to what i'd be able to do as a driver um you know so that's a big thing too you know looking at the championship last year going into you know the second to last race i was still in third in points and unfortunately we had a, a bit of bad luck in the last couple of races, but, you know, if things would have gone differently, we, we would have, you know, finished third in points and only gotten beat by one HMD car and one Andretti car. So, you know, that would have been pretty awesome. You know, we still finished fifth and at, at the end of the day, you know, it's not a massive deal. You know, the big focus is, is going to be 2024 here and really trying to make a push for that championship. But yeah, I think the Indian X field is just crazy, crazy competitive. You know, it's, it's 20 drivers, you know, you have all of these drivers from Europe coming in which you know I always love because I think you know this they always think they're going to do a lot better than, than they actually end up doing um, mm-hmm. but yeah so, so I, I love that and I think it's going to be a really really good season and you know I'm, I'm super confident going into it you know we have really one goal in mind and it's it's looking for that championship and you know because that's one thing and like you were saying you know my dad could have just thrown me in the car or, or whatever and you know, I really personally, Jacob Abel, try and kind of, you know, make that divide a little bit between Ava Motorsports and, and Jacob Abel. You know, I don't want to be a driver in IndyCar that doesn't, you know, belong there. You know, not that there are any drivers there that don't belong, but. Well, I mean, know, I,
1: <laughs> if, uh, that's another subject there, Jacob. <laughs> but, I think we could argue but, at least a couple,
2: but hey, continue. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you know, I really want to, I want to prove myself at the lower levels, you know, before I get there. And you know, I did an IndyCar test, you know, a few months ago and it, it went really well. And, you know, got a lot of interviews after saying, oh my gosh, you're like, are you going to go IndyCar race now? Are you going to go IndyCar racing? And, you know, short answer was, was no, like, yeah, that test went great. And we were really competitive with some, some pretty experienced guys, but I haven't won an IndyNext race yet. You know, I, I haven't won a championship in IndyNext, you know, so, so I understand that, you know, the best way to, to make sure that you belong in the big series is, you know, to prove yourself. You know, at the lower level, the easiest way to do that would be winning the next championship, you know, but yeah, you know, I understand that I need to go out and prove myself here and, and do what I need to do so that, you know, when, and if I get to IndyCar, you know, I I really belong there.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think what's, what's interesting about Indy NXT right now is that it's, it's back to like when I was growing up, which I am a much older man than you now, which is (laughs) kind of scary to say. But like, you know, we were looking at Indy Lights fields and, you know, you'd have 20 cars, you'd have drivers that you're like, oh yeah, like all the, like half the, a bunch of those guys are going to go to IndyCar, you know, we, it was just, it was just a lot of just, there was just more. And then you kind of went through this Indy Lights thing where like, oh man, like you kind of hate to see that there was eight or nine cars or 10 cars. But like when you still look at who came, like who was the champion yeah. of those, <laughs> like the funny thing is is like you still have all these Indy NXT champions like in IndyCar now because it doesn't matter like the the cream still rises to the top as they say, right. and 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 even now that you have I I would say what makes the field better now that there's more cars is like okay the top three in the championship are going to be you know hey if let's say it doesn't work out look. I've been in a position where I thought I was going to win the GP3 championship. I got taken out one race to go. You know what? Yeah. You can still make it as a professional racing driver. You know what I mean? Right. And I think you have the benefit, obviously, of, hey, your dad's got an IndyCar right there, but the, and you've already tested an Indy car for another team. Can you see yourself, like, and, and I talked to your, I love talking to your dad at the PRI show. He was like, Shoot, we'd run two cars at the Indy 500 if we had enough engines. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I love that mentality. He sees the, the 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 potential there. Do you see Able Motorsport being a full time car team? Do you see that being something that interests you? Or you're like, hey, if you win the championship this year, I'm going to have to take offers from my dad. I'm going to have to take offers from someone else, you know, like, because that could be an interesting situation, I assume.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, been a really cool thing you know my dad's a racer so i think i'd like to think he understands a lot of things you know, you oh, know yeah. better than the normal person but to be completely honest there's been no talks of me dr- driving our indie car, like ever like by this <laughs> point which, which is crazy and it's you know hey, we gotta talk to your think, agent come on <laughs> right right well most people think it's it's you know this program is is all you know building up and building up for jake to be able to, to be an indycar one day but that's it's honestly like not really the case you know if if we get to the end of this year and i can't get you know any amount of funding together or anything like that like we don't have you know the mean you know we've been very very fortunate but we don't have the means to go cut up you know, however many millions yeah. of dollar checks yeah to that's go IndyCar a lot racing. Yeah, right. like running it's the five
1: hundred like, like efficiently, like okay, yeah, maybe we get to spend a million dollars, like maybe. But right. if you go to full time, you got to hire employees full for the whole year. Yeah. You got to go to the wind, Tony. That's like eight million dollars. See, that's, that's a right. lot of millions
2: of differences. Exactly, exactly. So it it's been a nice thing because, you know, you look at guys like like Kiffin Simpson. You know, I think he gets a bit of a, a, a tough rap, but yeah, you know, I, there's been times where where I've you know I kind of feel bad for the kid because. Yeah you look two years ago when he was in an in Indy next, he was already going to IndyCar in two years. So it was fully on him. You know, sounds, it's very fortunate. Obviously, you know, we all wish we had, you know, big long IndyCar contracts and all that, but there's a lot of pressure on this guy like to perform. Like he knows he's going to be there. So it's up to him to, to be good enough to be there by the time he gets there. So it's, it's stuff like that, which is nice because that pressure isn't, on me you know it's not like this path is laid out for me you know yes i think Ava motorsports is trying to to build a full-time indycar program i think that'd be awesome but if somebody comes to the table next year and says hey here's you know eight million dollars can we race indycar for the full season it's going to be really hard to say oh we'll take jacob with a million over heavy even though you know he's he's our guy but like it it is a cool thing because it's a little bit of a misconception from the outside that this is already built, you know, for me and and all of that. When you know, I'm honestly, my name's. I tried get it in the hat, you know, like, hey guys, I'd love to race the Indy 500 this year. I think I'm ready, you know, all this, but you know, it's it it does come down to you know, it is still a funding thing and and all of that. So you know, we'll see. Obviously, I'd like to be an Indy car, and I'd love to be with you know able Motorsports. It's been a really cool thing to to be with this team and and just build a fantastic relationship with with all of the guys you know I've like you said Kent Boyer is is my engineer and he's you know we worked guy. together this gonna be our fantastic guy like I got lot. to know his family super well um, and all of that and you know this gonna be our fourth season together and you know hopefully you know we'll be able to to go out and get some really good results but it's it's relationships like that that I'm super thankful for um, that have been really cool to build you know being in this in this family operation you know i go in the shop you know, a couple times a week and just, you know, hang out and, you know, talk to the guys and, and do whatever. And you know, we go to Christmas parties together. Like all this stuff. Is, it's been a, a cool thing to build that relationship. So yes, that would obviously be the dream, but you know, nothing is, nothing is for sure.
1: No. And, and honestly, I, I think that's, I think people really have to respect that because I, I what I actually would find most cool is that like, especially for your dad to be like, Hey, Jacob, you're going to go out and finish first or second in the championship this year. Let's say you get, you know, that that seems to be enough right now to, you know, to jump into an IndyCar, car, right? Like a lot of these right. teams are recognizing, hey, we're going to put Linus in, we're going to put whoever else in who's who's doing well at the time. Uh, but it would be hilarious, not hilarious, but like, yeah. hey, Jacob Abel is now gonna go drive for Dale Coin Racing. But right. Abel Racing is Abel Motorsport is now gonna have a three car Indy lights team. Connor He's gonna have well, I mean, shoot, I don't have <laughs> 8 million, but I I'd, I'd love to work on it. Um, but because like let's cuz look how successful some of these team owners have become, right? Like th- it is a business for them. And so yeah. your dad already obviously has the construction business, that's great. But like I assume he gets that nice that that like degenerate tingle in his heart when he's got a race <laughs> team. You know what I mean? He's like yeah, oh, like, yeah, we're going racing, baby. And like, we're, and we're a successful, like we're a good team. We're not a bunch of losers, which is like, which is great. So I, I, I think that would be an amazing situation if like, you're out there racing, <laughs> your dad's got a team out there. And it, it was like very much like the Ray Halls, you know what I mean? Like Graham was driving for another team, racing against his dad, but it was like, I, I, I love that idea. And I do hope that it, that it formulates. um, But I, I, yeah, anyway, I I think that's that's an awesome deal. When it comes to Indy NXT this year, where do you think you would like to improve the most? What what do you think is your biggest area of improvement? And you work with Spencer Piggott, great friend of mine, former IndyCar driver as well, should should definitely still be a racing driver because he's a very yeah. talented man. Uh, has he helped you a lot in in kind of figuring things out and 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 being a better driver?
2: Yeah, Spencer's been super, super helpful. I mean, and it was honestly like you said, you know, he should be racing driver still. He should still be an Indy car. And, you know, I agree. But I think it, it shows just how crazy, you know, the business is. Because, like, I didn't really know how successful he was until, you know, he started coaching for me. And I got to spend a lot of time around him and all that. You know, he's, he's a pretty humble guy. You know, he won't be going out here bragging about everything he's done, this and that. But, like, just saying, like, we'd, we'd go to Iowa. He's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I got third here. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, That's awesome. And you're not yeah. still in the car? Like, it's just crazy. It shows how much of a, a business it is. But to have a guy like that, you know, in, in my corner has been super cool. You know, there's a lot of driver coaches out there. And, you know, I think there's a lot of really good driver coaches out there. But to have a guy like Spencer as a driver, we, we all have egos, you know, and, oh, and yeah. we all have... A hard time taking criticism just just naturally, and hard time listening to people. So when I have someone like that in my corner, who's been in my shoes and he won the Indy Lights championship in his first year in it, when the field was still really strong. So to to have that, it's it's kind of hard to argue with him when you know you look at his pedigree. So it's it's puts a lot more merit into what you know everything he says, and it makes it a lot easier to trust him. And he's also like a big thing that you know i've enjoyed about him he doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat anything <laughs> you know like he's it's, good that's he's, important he's very he's very to the point and if you're doing something wrong he'll be like well, what are you doing why are you doing this wrong like fix it now yes like, okay sorry like my bad but um but yeah you know i think going into the 2024 season indy next you know similar to IndyCars, is a very big qualifying series you know our race space was was pretty awesome this year you know we were able to basically move forward in every single race um actually a funny analogy you know i've always thought i was good at starts um and then i went down to new zealand um last year and i was talking to my engineer down there he's like are you really good at starts or are you just really bad at qualifying (laughs) Oh, well okay that's that's uh, interesting it's not a not a terrible (laughs) point um I got to think about that one a little bit. So but it's like my
1: rookie year in IndyCar, I I won an award for passing the most cars, and I was like, well, so that means I always started at the back. So that's that. Right. I don't know if this is good or not, but if you know what, someone had to do it. <laughs>
2: right. Exactly. So I think with all that being said, going into 2024 qualifying, I think is is going to be a big emphasis. Um, it we you know we didn't do terrible with it this past season, but it's pretty hectic for us too because we have you know, 1920 cars in the field and they shortened our sessions to make it much more like IndyCar, which I personally love. You know, in addition to doing the Firestones, giving us that, you know, they shortened the sessions to, you know, I think eight or twelve minutes or something, which is, you know, pretty short, especially when you have, you know, nineteen twenty cars. So I think they may change the format of that going into this year. I think it'd be really cool to have a, a fast six situation. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think going into next season, I think that will definitely be you know the primary focus. You know, I think our race pace, and I think me personally as a driver, my consistency is is probably something that you know I would say is my my biggest strength is kind of always you know making the most out of out of what we have on the day and and you know getting a, a top five when you know a top five was available, not you know trying to go for a podium and, and wrecking and finishing you know twentieth. You know, especially now that's really important because. You know we don't have eight cards in the series we have 20 cards in the series so you rack out of a race you get 20th place points instead of you know ninth place points so yeah i think that is going to be you know i'm going to try and keep that up going into this year but yeah that's that's probably the biggest thing and you know i i feel like just getting that first freaking win on our back is is going to be a huge thing you know i feel like there were three races that we probably should have won last year you know st pete i led 30 laps and we had like seven cautions at the end of the race so they just kept bunching everyone up and then i messed up on one restart um and ended up i remember i was watching (laughs) yeah so uh iowa i literally finished second by like five inches (laughs) and you know road america had a terrible qualifying drove through the field and didn't have enough tires to you know finally pass for the lead so it's just like, I feel like we should have won so much this year. And, and that's definitely going to be a big thing is getting that out of our way, you know, as soon as possible, if we're really going to have, you know, a shot at that championship, it's just getting that monkey off our back so we can, you know, focus on, on the championship and, and, you know, just getting solid results.
1: Well, I think what, what you'll find is that, and I, I found this my second year of, of, Pro Mazda or whatever you, that is now, Indy Pro 2000 or whatever like it is.
2: Name number seven. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when you, when you, when you find yourself very close to that success level and then you come back, you're going to, you're going to find yourself way more experience. You're going to find yourself being able to take advantage of situations. You know, I won one race, my, my first year in Pro Mazda and that was like the big jump up to the next level. And you're like, well, I think I was close to like a couple others. I won seven races the next year. You know what I mean? Because you, you just knew <laughs> yeah. all, but you knew all those. You, you, yep. Going to qualify better, going to do this better. So I, I think your confidence is going to go up, which is important. And then as 100%. long as you just keep knocking out those, you know, those, those laps one at a time, hey, we're going to qualify better. Cool. If we don't, well, we're still going to do this better. You know what I mean? So it's, I think you go into it with a, with a better mindset. And I, I know we've taken up a lot of time. Bobby, I want to open it up to you really quick to, uh, to jump in here producer bobby's gonna get uh, get a question on the board here thank you um jacob when we had lindsay on last week she was talking about the jump i believe from uh pro 2000 to indy next Go and to. uh saying that like you know the, the power in the cars a lot of people say is more significant than the jump from indy next up to Car. And now that you've tested pretty much everything, I was wondering if your experience was similar and if maybe you could verbalize what that jump is like for listeners that don't race.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think obviously Connor's, you know, familiar with the jump as well. It's growing up, you know, in the series, I had a lot of friends that were at, you know, higher levels and all of that. So always talking about, talking to people about, you know, their first time in an car and all of that. And I always remember a bunch of people saying like, oh, the car is actually like, you know, almost easier to drive than, you know, the Indy next car. I'm like, that's such BS. Like, there's no way (laughs) this is an Indy car. You know, these things go 240 miles an hour, you know, around Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But yeah, no, it was, it's a very, very smooth transition from the Indy next car to the Indy car, especially now with the Firestone. Uh, A lot of the characteristics are are very similar um, with the way you can drive the car into the corners, um, sort of how you generate lap time and and all that stuff, which I think it's been a really good change for the Indy X series to to implement that, which has been super awesome. But yeah, and I drove at Sebring too, which is obviously not the smoothest track. Um, you know, it's actually super, super bumpy. And the Indy car did feel, you know, much better than an Indy X car around there because the amount of development that they have in terms of, you know, the shocks and the suspension and, and all of that, and even things as, as far as the engine and how the car handles, you know, slow speeds and shifts and downships and and all of that stuff has been it's just all so fine-tuned um you know obviously Indy is a spec series but just what sort of able to yeah sort of sort exactly of. yeah semi, semi-spec series yeah but what they're able to develop is is pretty spectacular you know how much different it is than the indian x car you know the pace honestly isn't even wildly different either um but yeah, I honestly thought the, the IndyCar felt, you know, super super nice to drive. Well, Jacob, we appreciate you being on this program.
1: Um, I think you'll have uh plenty more IndyCar tests hopefully in front of you here. Um, but uh but yeah, the the Indy NXT season, we focused a little bit on it. Probably going to try to have some more folks on it. Uh if you talk to Miles Rowe, he he hasn't answered my DM
2: on Twitter yet. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going he's a Penske on, driver. But, uh, he's pretty big time, man.
1: I know I I sent him a message to be on the show. I I I haven't even got a response. So uh, someone's got to so we got to talk about that somewhere. But uh yeah, I appreciate you being on there. I think it's going to be a great season of Indy NXT. I think it's going to be very exciting. Uh and we wish you all the best. Wish your family the best. Uh I assume, you know, hey, let's not let's not say too many things, but we assume we saw RC Ederson at IndyCar Media Day, probably going to be another Able Motorsports attempt to make the Indy 500. So Pretty exciting uh, program you got going on over there. So we appreciate that.
2: Appreciate you being here. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for for having me. I really appreciate first of all just like you giving a platform to all the Indian drivers. I think that's you know super cool. But I appreciate you having me on. You know, we've we've become friends the past couple of years, so it's it's good to sit down and, and you know talk.
1: That's what happens when we hang out on boats. You know, what I mean, we we <laughs> end up on podcasts. We hung out on boats, and now we're on a podcast. So that's that's a great progression. That. All right, Jacob. Thank you.
2: Good deal, man. Thank you.
1: Well, there you have it. Uh, Young Jacob Abel. uh, Great driver. Great conversation. Uh, Happy that he's open to being honest about his situation and everything. Uh, And from now on, uh, Chase, you'll get to be part of these interviews. So uh, look forward to it. I I am. I (laughs) have no idea what just happened. Can't wait to check it out. There you go. (laughs) Um, All right. So now I actually really enjoy the theme music we have to introduce this segment. So... Let's go to the Ricky Treadway, random Indy 500 driver of the week.
2: The Greatest event of its kind that's
1: ever been run on.
0: Time now to meet the drivers, so we'll make up the field.
1: All right. So, this this year or this this episode, uh, we we kind of did something honoring uh, the number twenty four. Uh, number twenty four is the number that I will be in the the Indy five hundred uh, this year. Uh, so we went to the nineteen twenty four uh, Indianapolis five hundred, and honestly, the nineteen twenty four Indianapolis five hundred, um, even the winner could be the random Indy five hundred driver of the week because I did not know that LL Corum won the Indy 500. I did not know that he won a uh, 500. I did that that name did not make my list. Um but the, he is not our random Indy 500 driver of the week. Also random fun fact of this Indy 500, the last place finisher in this year's Indy 500, 1924, got $5 as his prize money. So $5 went to the last place finisher. Uh different era. Uh for sure. But this this wow. random Indy 500 driver of the week Uh, the fifteenth place finisher in this event, uh, Ora Habe, Ora Habe. I don't know if that is how you pronounce it, right? But Ora Habe is this uh, this week's random Indy 500 driver of the week. Ora Frederick Habe, born in 1887. What an era for America! 1887, great times. That's wild. And this guy lived quite a life. Died in 1970. I mean, that's Eighty-three years of life—that's pretty impressive for someone born in the 1800s. Um, Ora Habe made his first start in the Indianapolis 500 in 1916, driving a car constructed by auto dealer and driver Swan Osterwig. Uh I don't know how—I don't know if I pronounced that right at all. Um, Great Haib guy. had a best finish of fifth at the Indy 500 in 1921 in a Sunbeam and a Duesenberg, respectively. So, yeah, pretty wild. 1916, 1919, 1921, 22, and 24 were Aura Habe's Indy 500s. They didn't
0: talk about anything about about like his like entire contribution to like the, the French Fry Revolution?
1: I, I didn't hear about that one, no. I didn't see that on the Wikipedia page.
0: Dudes, okay, so the, this is one good thing about me for everybody uh, that that's new to to the, the the Chase Garage Guy experience. I have a lot of facts about these drivers that obviously don't get put on Wikipedia and other places on the internet. So, uh, you know, Aura was actually a part of the inspiration behind the Oreida French Fry, uh, you know, company 1949. Uh, you know, the the inventor's wife of Oreida uh, French Fries was actually you know a big fan of aura and wow. i didn't really know that the her husband didn't watch racing unfortunately he couldn't really watch it much on the radio at the time uh but you know <laughs> he did uh accidentally misspell aura's name because it's o-r-e for oreata and he okay. misspelled that on the articles of incorporation that doesn't uh, make sense know, yeah i mean but like you know hey he was a part of that because the you know the, the founder of Oriada wanted to just honor his wife's favorite driver then he misspelled the name. It was really unfortunate, but I do think more people should should know this and understand this.
1: Yeah, so. now th- this is all allegedly. You know, this may or may not have happened. It mm. might not. It might. It might have. To my knowledge, to to your knowledge, your sole <laughs> knowledge, To Chase's knowledge, to Chase's yes. knowledge. But anyway, Ora Habe Chase or a, uh, big French fry uh, connoisseur apparently, uh, um, or not? That those are these are just alleged, alleged. inspired by maybe even false inspired by information uh but anyway aura Habe, 1924 indy 500 uh so there it is we have another ricky treadway random indy 500 driver of the week first one that chase has experienced um so yeah we appreciate you guys uh again please please feel free to leave us a rating on the podcast rating system that's very helpful uh leave us a comment leave us a like on the youtube video uh be a subscriber on all of these things uh, just do all the things like the videos like the podcasts. give us some stars if you want to give us some stars just keep it going we're trying to build up a wonderful year this year um, and I think it will be we got some exciting next week now to give us a little next week hint long time two-wheel racing legend uh, Chad Reed has has committed to being on the show Chad Reed great friend of mine Great friend of the LCQ League, which, of those who have really followed me for a long time, will know, an iRacing League we did while the entire world was shut down in the year of 2020. Uh, Chad Reed also raced against him in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series, so I can't wait to talk to him. He's Going to be a great guy. And then the next week we got uh, Mike Shank. It sounds like as well. So we got some great guests coming up. Uh, really, really cool stuff. So, uh, so just stay tuned. Keep liking all the stuff, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week on uh, on Speed Street. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.